Welcome to Tucson New Thought. I had a hard time with this song early on. I have a hard time with a lot of songs early on because, you know, the lyrics kind of are depressing. <laughs> I mean, you start off, so many things we can't control, so many hurts that happen every day, so many heartaches that pierce the soul, right? But the message is, of course, we get to the, you get to this, you get to this uh, chorus and it's, we can be kind. This is how we can eliminate the hurts. We can eliminate the heartaches, not by trying to take care of them out there, but by understanding that kindness being the way we lead our lives is a healing expression. It is a healing expression. And so kindness is key. You know, when I wrote the affirmation for this month, today and every day I cultivate my own creative spirit with love and kindness. I cultivate my own creative spirit. I water and nurture that creative spirit within me with love and kindness. And as I do that, I affect everything around me. When I am kind, that kindness is returned with kindness. When I love, that love is returned with love. It's as simple as that. The philosophy is as simple as that. Is it easy? Not always. Not always. One of the great challenges in the New Thought philosophy is to find that balance is to find that balance between spiritual, true spiritual experience, that true spiritual practice, and something else which I'm going to call today bypass, spiritual bypass. Trying to find that balance because, you know, we can all talk up a good game. I was very good at talking up a good game when I was early on in this philosophy. Like my first year, you know, I show up at a New Thought church and, oh, I'm hearing what the minister is saying and how lovely these words are. And, oh, wait, you're telling me that if I exclaim to the world using my word that I am the loving expression of the divine, that that's all I need to do? No. <laughs> I must embody that truth. I don't just speak the truth. I must embody that. That's what the word actually is. It is the energy behind the thing that is spoken. So if I stand up here and exclaim, I am the love and light of the divine at all times, but I don't embody it or mean it or really understand it to such a degree to the, my bones, then I'm not going to have the experience because whatever is at the level of my bone structure, that was a weird turn of phrase, <laughs> That's what I'm going to experience. So the practice, the practical tools that we engage in are for the practice of deepening into that embodiment so that we don't go to a place of spiritual bypass. And spiritual bypass, what that is, I'm sure you all know, what happens in spiritual bypass is something goes awry in our life, right? This is just a, an example of how spiritual bypass can work. Something goes awry in life and your immediate response is, it's all good, it's all God, but you don't really mean it or you don't really understand it, or you don't truly embody it. You're just saying lovely words. That's spiritual bypass. And oftentimes spiritual bypass is so that we can look good in front of our fellow comrades in life. That's what I've discovered. Spiritual bypass is almost always about what we're projecting out to other people, never about what we're truly knowing within ourselves. 
So part of the balance we seek is to live this philosophy in the face of a cynical world. And you know what happens? That, you know, so talking, speaking about how we are perceived by others, and I think this is why we tend to try to make people understand through like expressing ourselves outwardly, is that we become perceived as Pollyanna-ish. Right? People, look in, people look at us who are in this philosophy and they go, how can they be so happy all the time? Well, I know how we can be happy all the time. It's very simple. Our thoughts create our experience. Our feelings create our experience. Our belief creates our experience. So if our thoughts, beliefs, and feelings are all in alignment with being happy, then that is who we are. That is who we become, and that is how we express. To what degree, this is the question, to what degree can you believe that? Can you claim to know this and express this and experience this without hesitation? Just check in with yourself. Because sometimes the answer for me is no. I have my challenges. We all have our challenges, right? I look at my life and I say, well, in what ways might my expression of life belie the claim that I have just made that my thoughts, my thoughts, feelings, my beliefs, create my experience, and I am in alignment at all times with those things being happy, joyful, forward-moving, evolutionary. Sometimes I hide. Sometimes I step back and go, I see the things out there, and it feels really overwhelming, and I need to, I can't, I can't. We are really powerful creators. We are really powerful creators. We create knowingly and unknowingly 100% of the time. That's how powerful we are. We are creating 100% of the time. I believe the goal of new thought, and this is a personal goal for me as well, I believe the goal of new thought is to establish a tendency in thought that supports in form our claim of happy, joyful living. It is up to each and every one of us to do the work so that we retrain our minds into, into an habitual way of being and thinking and believing and feeling that is joyful and happy. That's, I believe, a goal in new thought. And it's not because we need to prove it to anybody else. This, this beingness is for the support and edification of something within ourselves, not the edification of anything outside the self. We can live an incredibly joyful, happy, magnificent life, and if no one else ever knew that that was the life we were living, that would be okay. That would be okay. It doesn't have to be seen by others for it to be true for ourselves. So as I said earlier, I've been singing with, with uh, I've been singing with Reveille, which is the men, the gay men's choir here in, in in Tucson, and we had the first of two concerts last night. And I'm so grateful for you for coming to the show last night. Um, we had a show last night. We have one today at two o'clock. That's just a little plug. Um, I was faced with a challenge last night when I was on stage, and none of you should have ever known this. Because what was happening and is I was standing on stage, and you know, I stand stage right, so that would be way over here on the, on the edge. And from my perspective, I could see 
the house right back door. And somebody that I knew was standing by that back door. And I, and I hadn't noticed them in Act 1, but I noticed them in Act 2. And I thought it was really odd that they were standing. And we, they, we sang the first two songs of Act 2, and then I watched this person walk out the door. I watched someone walk out of my show that I had put my heart and soul into preparing for months. And I'm, if I'm going to be totally honest, it threw me for a loop in that moment. It absolutely threw me for a loop. I, in that moment, went down the path of mental destruction. I was destroying my own experience of life by being hurt, by being angry, by being embarrassed. I trust seeing me on stage, you never knew that. See, now you know. <laughs> it colors the whole experience, doesn't it? That's why you should never, like, actors should never, ever talk about their experience of a performance. Here's what, this ha here's what happened, though. This illuminated for me something. It illuminated for me the ways in which many people in our lives, all around us, are hurting. And we never see it. Because we have become very good creatures of covering. We have become very good creatures of covering. In what ways might any one of us be carrying our own hurts and no one ever sees? And what can we do? What can we do? We can be kind. We can take care of each other. We can remember that deep down inside, we all need the same thing. What is that thing? It's love. We all want to love and be loved. If I never, ever spoke the word God, Ever again, I wouldn't need to because I could easily understand that good, orderly, the direction. I could really, truly understand that greatness on demand as the energy of love. If I utilized love at all times to replace the word God, it might actually be a better way for me to be. Just thinking about that. So just to clarify the end of the story, I do now know what happened and why that person had to leave. <laughs> and I completely, completely understand and acknowledge what was going on for them in that moment. And it allowed me to stay, step back and go, oh, I can, I can allow my experience of hurt to be dissipated. And that was not up to that person it was up to the work I was doing within myself. Kindness goes a long way in how we react to these kinds of things in our life. I could have approached and at the end of the concert stormed off stage and grabbed my phone and, why did you leave? But I didn't. I, had, I did have a reaction. I'm not going to lie. But then I relied on my spiritual transformative work to lead me through the experience and get me to the place of kindness where I could actually have a conversation and allow myself to listen and hear and not be completely lost in the loop of my own thinking. 
And in that act of kindness, we came to understand what was going on. The spiritual work I did moved me past my own stuff. I settled into affirmative prayer. I settled into that spiritual mind treatment, which is a purposeful movement of mind. Prayer works to shift the perspective. And in that moment, it worked to shift my perspective, moving from anger and disappointment to understanding. Before I ever even had a conversation, I chose in that moment of understanding to approach this experience with kindness and love. I looked at the way that I could take responsibility for my own feelings in that moment and not force them on the other person, not make the other person own what I was going through. And we do that a lot. We get upset and we want to let that person know so that they know how upset we are and we're trying to get them to own what it is we're feeling. But it's not for anyone else to own what we are feeling. It is up for us to address it within our own minds, our own hearts, so that we can move through gracefully into kindness and love. I also remembered, <laughs> you ready? That this was one moment in time. The moment has passed. At that moment, yes, I was upset with the situation, but that upset affected only one person, me. And so, as I shifted into forgiveness, which, you know, ironically, clearly that's what I needed to allow myself to go down the path of forgiveness, and that's what led me unknowingly to lead a Ho'oponopono meditation practice this week on Wednesday, the Hawaiian practice of forgiveness. Clearly, that was a precursor to what I was maybe going to experience, because there is no time in the mind of the divine My desire to change the event, which is impossible because it's already happened, does nothing. My desire to change the event does nothing. What needed to change was one thing and one thing only, my consciousness. My consciousness. <clears throat> Raymond Charles Barker wrote this, a changed experience can only happen to a changed individual. The world responds to you by corresponding to your thought. So in changing my own mind, I changed the experience. And when I then actually had a conversation with this person who left, that all corresponded to my change. And it was a loving, kind, easeful, graceful experience of understanding. No one else can make you happy. No one else can make you happy. I don't, I don't care how good your relationship is. I don't care how good your friendships are. No one else can make you happy. And here's the converse to that. No one else can make you unhappy. So I learned this lesson yet again. And I say yet again because I have learned this lesson many times. I did live my life for decades as an actor, and these kinds of things happen. What am I going to do? Am I going to keep learning this lesson over and over and over and over again? Or am I going to say, you know what? I have finally embodied this new idea, and I get to move forth with a new perspective in my life. And the world shows up in complete, utter correspondence to my thought. 
we have the capacity to create from kindness or something else. So which do we choose today? This is a call to something new, really. Because we are conditioned in this culture to create from, I think, many times, that's something else. To create from our negative reactions rather than our positive actions. All that we require for a different experience is at hand within each and every one of us right here. It lies in our minds and our hearts. It is the core of all loving kindness. That is the core. Having trouble with that? Are you having trouble with that in your life? Are you having an issue with being happy, with being joyful? Here's a reminder, and this is why I think we show up every Sunday, as I've said, for the reminders. Great ideas are seeking your awareness of them. Take time today and every single day to explore the infinite possibilities for what can be your magnificent life. I, I greet you every single Sunday by saying, you are magnificent. How deeply do you know that about yourself? You are magnificent. You are the expression of magnificence as life. Can you stand and look in front? Oh, it's mirror work, right? I always hated the mirror work when I was in ministerial studies because it made me feel so uncomfortable. But I had to look in a mirror and say, I love you. I know you are magnificent. And I had to truly feel it and know it. That's the work we do to more, to more consistently know the truth about ourselves. Take time today and every day to explore the infinite possibilities for what can be your magnificent life. Accept it in the here and now and trust that that magnificent life is flowing forth by means of you. To experience something new and different, we must become in mind something new and different. That means we cannot keep doing the same old things. Because what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We must move. We mustn't become sedentary. We must move in mind, not become sedentary in mind. And we must move with purposeful action in life, not become sedentary. Ernest Holmes said this, we should daily practice correct thinking. Not weekly, not monthly, not yearly, daily. We must we should daily practice correct thinking. We should, we should decide what we wish to have happen in our lives. And we can, and we do. But we can do so knowingly and not just let life show up as it will based on the things that are happening below the level of our conscious awareness. You can never be empty. You are divine energy. You are limitless. You are boundless. You are literally energy. And clearly so am I. And energy is active and creative. So what will you do today to express this creative nature at the core of your being? You have the right. It is a right to live in joy and happiness. But do you have the courage to step up into this way of being? And do so with abandon and without Worrying about what anybody else thinks because people might think you look silly. It's a possibility. Doesn't matter. 
You are who you are. You are the very embodiment of joy and happiness. So step forth from that perspective. You have the right. You have the right. Your life's demonstration, the demonstration of your life, the experiences and expressions of your life, I think should reflect this. Try new things. Are you sensing that there's homework coming up? Try new things to break yourself out of that rut that you might be in. And you know what? I think on some level, myself included, because again, I like to now use this every week, this spiritual giant that you see before you has his issues sometimes. I need to break out of my rut sometimes. What's the worst thing that could happen by stepping out of the expected norm? There is no death because the nature of God is infinite life. And so even if you transition from this place to the next and the next experience and expression of your life, you are never truly dead. You know, that's a, you know, that's a gay thing, right? <laughs> I do have my moments. Mm-hmm. The worst that could happen, well... I don't even know that that's the worst that could happen. You know what's the worst that could happen? Your life changes. One way or another, your life changes. And here's the thing. When you demonstrate that change, you get to make a decision in that moment whether you accept it or not. And if you choose not to accept it, then break out of that rut and try something new. We all think we are relegated to the choices we have made. But here's the thing. We are choosing at all times. We are never stuck with any past choice. We get to recreate our lives anew in every single moment. So I love, this is a long quote. I'm just giving you fair warning. I'm gonna show you on my page. This is a long quote. It is one of my favorite quotes of Raymond Charles Barker. This quote has always brought me clarity and the heating of it has always broken me out of my ruts. Raymond Raymond Charles Barker wrote this. Start doing new and different things. Start eating different and interesting foods. Start activating your social life. Expand your circle of friendships. Go everywhere you are invited, whether or not you want to go. That's one of my favorites. If you need new clothes, get them. If your home needs refreshing with wallpaper and paint, call in the decorators. Shift pictures from wall to wall, rearrange them in various rooms. I love his self-serve. I love this is very self-serving on his part. Read more books like this one. <laughs> and then he helps all of us ministers out. If there is a metaphysical church in your area, attend it and support it with your money. Right? He's helping me out. Give a little more than you normally would in order to open up your channels of receptivity. I like this one. Do not eat alone too much. Do not be alone too much. Keep in circulation with the human race. Reactivate old hobbies or find new ones. Keep yourself well-groomed and wear your best clothes on every possible occasion. Ah, you may see a difference in me. I may have to go rewrite that website. 
find things to laugh about. You cannot do all of these things at once. Pick the ones that you can do and get started. Two things stand out to me that are very key in this quote that I adore. One of them is community. That's why I took that moment to say, do not be alone too much. Keep in circulation with the human race. We are in this together. We are in this experience of life together. Not a single one of us is alone. We can be kind. We can take care of each other. The second thing is, and this is your homework, say yes to everything. No. <laughs> like the homework. <laughs> like this. They're all saying no to the homework, for those of you who are watching online. <clears throat> As a spiritual, I'm not saying that you have to do this for the rest of your life, because there are things that I say no to now, and sometimes no is the greatest yes that you can say. But I chose for a, about five and a half years ago, I chose to make my spiritual practice for an entire week to not say no. And so everything that came across my desk, everything that came into my experience, every opportunity that, was show, that showed up for me, I had to say yes to. And that particular week was the week that Reverend James Mellon called me and said, I'm going to go volunteer at an orphanage in Guatemala. I would love for you to join me. And in that moment, Wait, what? <laughs> if this is my spiritual practice, then I have to allow this to unfold perfectly. Yes, James, I will go. Yes. That was about five and a half years ago. And it was five years ago on this date that I arrived at, the, uh, at Casa Guatemala, which is the boarding house for youth in poverty and, and uh, orphaned youth and abused youth in the jungles of the Rio Dulce region of Guatemala. Talk about being out of my comfort zone. I had never been to a third world country in my life before. And the prospect of it terrified me. And then I got there and it was one of the most life-altering, magnificent experiences I have ever, ever had. So, give yourself a day-to-day -day practice. Look what shows up in your life. And my suggestion to you, say yes. Because you don't know what, is, what universe is planned for you. When we say yes, then we are accepting and knowing that the universe always has our back. This whole week. Yeah. <laughs> Take it one day at a time. <laughs> But this whole week, say yes to everything that comes up for you. That's the homework. I want you to know that you are magnificent. You are loved. You are important in my life. You are important to me. And I am blessed by your love. And I am so grateful. Namaste. Thank you for listening. 
Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.